Jesus Christ. Right. It looks like he's mounting it. Yeah, I mean, he kind of is. Jesus fuck. Like, I'm assuming there's porn of that, but like, I don't want to watch that. Jesus hell. Hi, and welcome to Blank Bodies. <laughs> a Vampire the Masquerade V5 tabletop and horror podcast i'm your host hunter and as always i'm joined by we are getting into the horror right away on that one i'm john <laughs> I'm Sarah. and i'm not giving any context for that conversation um <laughs> none no no context this time <laughs> you don't need none none but you do need a little context and that's what we're talking about today yeah we're we're doing we're doing a ye olde relaxed fit episode yeah we're 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 chill vibing and we're talking about our first impressions of the new player's guide that just came out this week the pdf yeah for some reason only in the u.s and not internationally that is my one gripe because we're special no it's just i don't understand why companies are still doing these staggered releases for pdfs like books i understand there's distribution and printing the pdf doesn't make sense to me yeah it's a little strange um i understand if it's like we're like language differences but like I don't know why the Canadians have to wait. Fuck you, Australia. Oh, man. I'm sorry, but homies. We have know, a couple the, Australian homies. No, I love Australia. They're, it's That's why, partially, I'm like, why Why are they getting shafted? Why? They're delightful peoples. But anyways, uh, Player's Guide. We're talking about it. We're, uh, I, I'm going to be honest. My brain is soup at the moment, so I haven't in-depth read everything, and I don't have a academic thesis statement and an abstract for y'all, but we've read I through did. it. Hunter did. So we're, we read through it. We're going to talk about our thoughts, feelings, things that we think are cool, things that we're just a little like, eh, not keen on. Yeah, I put a script for this one together. Um, I specifically noted some details and some things that I thought would be cool to touch on, but we're also just going to be yammering about stuff. So Yeah, there is a, a lot in the book, and there are portions of the book that we will later on do dedicated episodes to. There's a lot of that, um, which we'll talk about at the end. Also, I think it's fair to note that this is not technically the final version of the book that we've been reading uh the very first edition of the pdf that came out will be edited and there will be fixes before the final book comes out so mm -hmm. i didn't get into like the higgledy piggledy numbers and that seems good or bad may may i give a small shout out oh the what numbers the higgledy piggledy you never heard that before the, no. the piggly wiggly I, kn I know the piggly wiggly but the higgledy what? Piggle It's like a very old timey phrase. Piggle tea? Yes. I'm quietly hoping it's not a racist term. I'm really hoping it's yeah, not. Yeah, higgledy piggledy. It's uh, in confusion or disorder. Bits uh. of paper hung higgledy piggledy on the furniture and walls. Yeah. Huh. Oh, that, that does yes and the my other favorite old timey phrase, which is I got the morbs, which unfortunately became like relevant again because of the memes and time mm. is a flat circle. Yeah. But you know, the morbs, we have them. Anyways, a uh, small shout out for me. Uh, uh, supermarket ape uh, it has been kind enough to put in some errata edits into a PDF and then give the book back to me. Oh, nice. So thank you, friend. Hell yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, we're not Good. talking about uh, English today. We're talking about a book written in English today. Hell yes. yeah. Um, yes, it is. So the player's guide, what is it? It is a guide of some new basic rules for character creation, for coterie creation, and some optional stuff for when you're making a character, when you're starting a new game. I think that's the best summation of what this is. It's um, it's not a core book. You still need the core book. But if you're a player, this would probably be a good second book I mean, to look I, at. I have it filed in my core book books 
folder. That's but fair. that is for me is like the official core book, the V5 companion, this, and then the Anarch and the Camarilla book, which yeah. like I feel like all of those together, you can run literally anything at this point. Good job. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I will yeah. say I didn't go page to page back and forth. A lot of the content that was in that companion was either reprinted here or an alternative version was presented here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. The good news is um, a lot of the stuff in this book, we just haven't happened to do episodes on yet. So uh, keeping an ear out for a lot of it as we go through it. Because, it, yeah, there's a lot of stuff which is like, we haven't done much on this yet. Or it's things that were like, it's in the pipeline for us to do episodes. And we're just like, that would be weird to do a half an episode now and then half an episode in like four months. Like, that's yeah. weird. So let's just not do that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I will acknowledge our sources, which is the pre-production PDF of this book. Hell yeah. The player's guide. Uh, cool. And content warning, not really. There's some are same kind of stuff we talk about, some sadness, people might die, that kind of stuff, but otherwise. This Gen- one's general world of darkness tomfoolery, nothing particularly heavy, so Yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> All right, so let's jump in and I think what people are most interested in when this book was coming out is clans. Mm-hmm. So what clans are in there? Well, um, these are all clans that ha- were re- have been released already, but were not in the core book. So, which is I I must have misunderstood. I thought they were putting all of the clans in here. That's that's what the word on the street was before. That's what I was expecting too, but it seems like no. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So I think having them all condensed, all of the not uh, core clans. I I'd, I'd hate to say that. It's uh like pillar clans i guess would make more sense yeah like having all the pillar clans in the base core book and then having the player's guide have all the other books or other clans kind of works out okay so i'm like yeah. i'm not mad i get yeah. the idea because this this book does not have character creation rules um like you could sit down and make a character with just this book this book is probably 80 percent new or optional character creation rules like it's a lot of extra rules so this is like an expansion on character creation from the core book but you still need the core book so i see why they didn't put a lot of that in there there's no reason to make people buy those pages twice right saves on shipping it's more ecologically friendly to not have to ship this fucking manifesto for sure (laughs) but um it would have been kind of cool to get a tome, though. Yeah. Yeah. Look, if they wanted, to, if they want to make an advanced uh, Vampire the Masquerade book where it's like got a fancy cover and the pages on the outside have got like gold gilding and it's like a hundred fucking books. And it's like, and but a it's got you know, fourteen hundred. Yeah, pages. but it's literally as thick as I imagine the Book of Nod to actually be. Yeah. In game, I'm like, yeah, I'll probably, I will probably buy that because I'm a masochist. That'd be sick. It would be sick. Um, nobody would be allowed to touch it. It is on the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that might happen one day as a fun, as a treat. Yeah. Yeah. So what did we get? So this one's got the Bano Hakim, the Hakata, the Sombra, the Ministry, the Ravnos, the Salubri, and the Zemites. Hells yeah. So um, these have all been featured in previous books and supplements. Uh, Like, we know Ravnos, Salubri, Zemites were all in that free um, V5 companion. Um, pretty much everything from that V5 companion will show up here. Um, also, one thing I thought was kind of weird, we also get Caitiffs, Thinbloods, Ghouls, and Mortals. But for some reason, Caitiffs and Thinbloods aren't with the Vampire Clans. They're in a separate section with the Mortals and the Ghouls called the Castoffs. I understand that in the context of the meta plot where they're trying to be like, hey, so these groups of characters are not seen as prestigious as like 
quote-unquote full-blooded vampires. Have fun with your class structure uh, metaphors with your game on that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I kind of like that they did that because it does kind of, whether it's psychological or not, I don't know, uh, or whatever, um, it kind of does make that separation of like, these are the clans of vampires and these are the other things. <laughs> and then there's Todd. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of cool because it, it it gives you that, that meta knowledge without actually giving you that meta knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, my my only issue there is that humans and or mortals and ghouls have different point spreads. Like when you make these characters, you are starting at a different baseline. Mm-hmm. Whereas Thin Bloods and Caitiffs are basically mechanically vampires. It's just their social role, and like all vampires, they have different abilities yeah. and builds. Yeah. And so I could see if this is for a new player that being kind of confusing. Well, here's the other net- editing note on that. So the like traditional clans uh they follow the same format for character creation of character rules caitiff and thin bloods follow variance rules do they? so yeah um their caitiff is like a slightly subtle change and then thin bloods is like more in depth of a thing so i can consider if you're brand new to world of darkness you're brand new to vampire and you're being taught the formats like not wanting to completely fuck over people learning stuff being like yeah here's the rules but you wanted to play this character so therefore you have this extra set of rules to learn on top of everything else i can understand truncating that into its own section as a like hey so here are the characters that you can play they are part of the world but these ones have slightly different math so we're just going to put them in one little section interesting i've made a caitiff before and uh, i guess maybe i didn't notice the difference there um it's mostly tied into like the disciplines and how they work and like the clan bane stuff yeah that okay then yeah that's fine that's fair but like caitiff is like slightly different and then thin blood is like you have a whole different set of bullshit yeah, I know they have different rules, like you can buy into like walking in the sun, but I thought mm-hmm. those kind of just worked out as disciplines from my Mm-mm. cursory glance. No, those are like merits and thaws that you have to buy. Okay. Uh, for Thin Bloods. And then like there's rules for being able to walk into the sun now as a caitiff, which are really cool, but we can talk about that later. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the clans. Um, I think it's good if you don't want to have to track down like who was it ministry and was in like the chicago book ministry and... was in the anarch book, anarch book. uh bana hakim was in the camarilla book lasombra was in the chicago book and then hakata was all in the cult of the blood gods yeah so that's i i think it's good to put them all in one place even though i have most of those books mm-hmm. if i'm making a character i don't want to read like two pages out of this book two pages of this book just a bit clan so mm-hmm. condensing yeah. that in is nice also having the v5 companion stuff in an official book Instead of like either a UPS store printed PDF on the shelf or just, like just staring at me as you say that, I almost did it, but I just like having physical copies of things. My laziness paid off yet again. <laughs> Fuck um, you. <laughs> so, uh, one of my so, fa- oh, go ahead. real quick, actually, I wanted to jump back to the cast offs because I mm-hmm. ran, uh, I jumped to the page and I was looking at it, and actually, it looks like it's just like. It mostly talks about what they are and then gives like their specific types of merits in there, merits mm-hmm. and flaws. It doesn't like do different types of building, it looks like. Well, yeah, because the Kadef and the Thin Blood stuff's in the core book for building. Yeah, so I yeah. think having. So it's ex- kind of cool that it did that. Yeah. So having like an expansion on that and building them out more because they're not like pillar or official like clan. So just being like, hey, here's a little bit more information. Here's more things you can do with it. Yeah. Boop, here's a nugget. Also, uh, page 124, it has the uh, cast-off summary sheet. 
and it's really cool. I like how it's organized, but the ghouls under their discipline, it has the little level one power and dom uh, domitor's discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is. What neat. does that look like? Under which? It, did we find a secret penis? Damn. No, that definitely looks like a. Um, I don't know what they're called. It's but... a ball gag. Let me see. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. It looks well, like it's a got a ring. Ball gag. It's got a ring on it. It is okay. Okay. So it okay. looks like a here's chastity a... belt. Almost. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing with that symbol, right? Or, right. Or I a think... collar, maybe. I was thinking they were going for a collar with an O-ring, but um, okay. As somebody TLDR uh, that is involved in the kink community, usually when you have a collar with an O-ring, you have the D-ring to like base it on the collar, and then you have the O hanging down. So having the O in the center like that, it straight up looks like one of those ringed ball gags. Yeah, that's what I was that thinking. That you can like still stick a penis in. So technically, yes, this was technically a secret penis thing. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> we caught you. We caught you being horny on vampire. Weird, weird how that works. Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, also the 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 discipline spread chart that they have for all of the clans at the beginning of the clan section. That's cool. I love it, like, visually, aesthetically nice. I love that as having a storyteller reference for people who are, like, not used to this or they don't have a clear understanding about, like, some of the changes that have happened from V20 and 3rd and da, 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 into V5, where it's mm -hmm. like, here you go, here's a chart. I love being able to be like, here is an infographic. Yeah, give us more charts. Just put all the information right in one spot where it's easy to reference. It's like, I love, I love fluff. I love reading things. But sometimes, God damn it, I am drunk in storytelling and I just want a fucking chart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, don't go wild with it. We don't need a shadow run. Don't need a shadow but... run. But a couple of charts here and there just to kind of like, hey, guys, just so we all can agree and have some consistency. This is the thing. And it goes, okay, cool. Thank you, Dad. Done. <laughs> Uh, but going on. Yeah, so one of the, the coolest things, one of the next sections of the book that I love, is uh, they introduce clan bane variants. They're so good. Um, so each vampire clan um, has its own clan bane. Uh, we bring these up in our we, uh, clan episodes, but essentially it is a specific negative trait that each clan has. Um, I think one of the most famous one is Ventru and their rarefied palate where they can only drink from specific people mm -hmm. um la sombra have their digital stuff goes fucky around them mm -hmm. um they each have their own these are alternatives if the ones that you have in your current game uh aren't don't work for your current game or you don't work with the kind of story you want to tell don't work with the kind of character you want to make or even some of them if you just want to change the world up a little bit i think one of the best examples they gave in it was the new la sombra one um just because they make a good point it's like yeah having technology go awry around you really sucks when um you're playing a dark ages game and uh, the cell phone hasn't been invented yet so how does that fuck with them right so um yeah i i, I like these um so i would say first of all these are optional they have clan banes for all 14 clans um and if they these are used they replace the old one now i mean if you want to be a dick st and just make them take both uh, your game. You said 14? Uh, I believe there's 14 in this book when I counted. Mm. There's 14 alternatives. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, yep. 12. Yeah, you're right. Okay. My brain was just like, 14? What? I'm just, I'm just so ingrained to hear 13. Yeah. There's the 13 clans. So then when I heard 14, I was just like, what? Oh. But Weird. no, you are correct. I'm sorry. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I, I remembered how to count. Um, but yeah, these Look, also... that's not guaranteed. Yeah. These also need to be uh, approved by your ST. So these, these are not something you just take at character creation unless you've 
your SU's like, yeah, use them if you want. Um, this is something to ask about. Or if you're an ST, I would add this to a session zero mm-hmm. talk. Be like, if you want these, let me know. Because some of them can change the world up pretty significantly. Yeah. If, if all of a clan has these, only some of them, none mm-hmm. of them. It's a... Yeah, it's one of those, like, I also just like having these, I want, I just like giving players options to, like, be creative, because some of these clan banes can tie really well into themes that you're writing for your character, and just be like, ah, I'm going to double down on this being a problem, because da-da-da, or you're just like, oh, well, if I go with this clan pain opposed to this one, I can write a character that delves into these topics more, or, you know, being more accommodating for people's boundaries, because some people, like, don't want to play a Jason Todd character, I guess going with the Bonnet Hakeem where they're like the judgment uh, Bane where it's like, you have to do a Diablery. And it's like, some people don't like that idea of I have to eat my friends. So now you have an option to be like, okay, well, if that's too spicy for you, like absolutely not a problem. We have a point. Now we have a thing where you're poisonous to mortals instead. And I'm like, ah, sick. Thank you for giving options. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. And I picked a couple that I thought were specifically interesting or specifically useful. Mm. Um, My personal favorite is the new Ravnos one. Oh, the Ravnos one is so good. Um, So the the old Ravnos Bane, um, for the, we haven't touched on them yet. So for those who are unaware, the Ravnos Bane is that they have to sleep in a new place every night, at least within a week. Or they take damage instead of healing when they sleep is like a quick summation. Yeah, you take ag damage. Yeah. Uh, just because like, uh, just just forcing the like the transient and nomadic and or refugee status on the clan and which stuff I find really really neat and can lead to interesting like logistical struggles within a story, but it's such a fundamental thing with a character either it is going to be a major plot point and actually be interesting or as a hunter has talked to us about in his games where i just spent money on getting an rv and this has never been a problem for me yeah and also i find it it's just it's too easy to subvert versus a lot of the other clam veins it's also i feel like unless you're telling one specific kind of story Mm -hmm. it's one to make in interesting and not just feel like the st being like haha i gotcha you said you stayed at the house twice in a row take damage like it kind of sucks um i've i mean you can do that with a lot of things in this game but that one specifically just never meant felt fun to me that's why my character i went out of my way just buy my way out of not worrying about it um but this new one is great i think it ties more into the clan's like trickster background it's called unbirth name Mm. um so whatever it gives anyone who holds the ravnos's pre-vampire name power over them much like how face spirits if you can learn their true name or mr from uh superman for comic Mm -hmm. book reference but um whatever your name was when you died and turned into a vampire they now have to keep that secret um and anyone who speaks a ravnos's unbirth name to their face receives a bonus equal to the Ravnos's bane severity to resist their discipline powers and the Ravnos suffers an equal penalty to resist supernatural powers used by the opponent. So if you learn a Ravnos's name, you have power and protection from them. You kind of have, cool. have them by the twig and berries. You're just like, got this. I, I feel like that's, that's so cool. It does give it a little more that like trickster, like I'm in the shadows and I'm, always plotting and you don't really know who i truly am and it's it's cool it's like listen here jerry 
<laughs> just like fuck. Oh fuck! Damn it! How did you learn my name was not um, Zenithrax? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Listen here, Jerry. No, <laughs> call me Zenithrax. Uh, fuck. Um, I found the teas were kind of cool. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in the tea area. Uh, the Toriadors and the Z- and Zimitsi both have neat ones. Uh, well, Toriadors is kind of brutal, actually. It's um, so their old one was you get fixated on something, right? Like, you get hyper fixated and you might just die. Yeah, you could just fucking be like, "Well, I'm here till the sun comes up." Neat. Um, this one also kind of brutal, um, but in a different way. So essentially, it's like you know, Toriador feel everything and like, oh, I'm connected and by emotion and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, these homies like feel it too much. Um, and they actually feel the physical pain and damage that they inflict on their victims while feeding. And then they receive that damage. And oftentimes it's aggravated. And I'm just kind of like, hold up. That's brutal. I yeah, love that. that. Like, that is I'm mean. feeding off of you. And now I have to use the blood to try and not be like hurt, it, which means I'm going to be having to feed again. It's very like Byron-esque goth, just yeah. tragic bullshit. Yeah. You would you would have to find a character who's almost like trying to find the nicest way possible to feed on people and like the most sustaining. Right. Yeah. Uh, take um, uh, uh, Iron Gullet mm-hmm. and just be a bagger with that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, you're just really into like cultivating like intimate relationships with the people you feed on and making it as like sensual or pleasant or, you know, a spiritually fulfilling however the fuck you want to. Yeah. Uh, Thread that needle. So this one's real sad and actually jumps up into a further topic, which mm-hmm. we'll go into earlier. Um, but what was that uh, that feeding type? Oh yeah, I was gonna say I say we should bring that up again later. Okay. All yeah, right. yeah. We'll right. we'll put a pin in that. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully our ADHD asses will remember. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, we're jumping to the Zanitsi, which is actually I really really like because I was not a fan of the whole like you suffer your clan bane. There's something in the scene that you have to own now because I don't know. I think it would really really suck to be like you're in the prince's office and you roll your clan you you know you you suffer from your clan bane and they're like his accounting book you're like i'm supposed to steal the prince's accounting book or somehow obtain it what the fuck so yeah that could be a good or bad like i like the clan bane of just like draconic grabby hands like this is mine now it's very like i am a cat energy but like i can also understand players just being like man i don't want to fuck with that for older players may know too and i always thought this was weird i understand why they took the old ravnos clan bane away of them having the grabby hands basically mm-hmm. well like, like they had that was a kleptomania thing as opposed to uh the way the zamitsi are where it's more of a i want to possess it I yeah want it to be mine yeah it's much more of a uh pushing of boundaries and uh domination and force thing as opposed to like weird xenophobic stereotypes about the roma people well i guess what i'm saying is either way like Mm -hmm. i always thought that was kind of a lame clan bane to begin with just be like i I just like to steal i understand why they wanted to replace it whether or not i was a fan of the nomadic one or not which again also is kind of a weird stereotype i think they could have this new clan bane's better yeah but for the ravnos but i always thought it to me at least it felt like they kind of like well we like this idea but we can't give it to the ravnos 
what if we twist it a little bit and give it to the Zemeets? And I also didn't really think it worked. I don't, I just don't like, I don't like the, this clan is, no matter who they are, just like, oh, those are the thieves. Oh, well, those are the guys who are wasn't... implored to take things. Yeah. So, so the, in the Zemeetsi, it wasn't like a steal. It was like a, I mean, you could straight up be like, you know, the, the storytellers like, oh, there's a beautiful painting on the wall in this person's house. Uh, you want it. You need to have it. You could you could straight up be like, I'll buy that off of you right now. You know, and just drop like thousand dollars. Drop several bands Boom. of Benjamin. Yeah. Just put. Yeah, that's mine now. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that would work for it. Okay. Um, but I just thought like I don't know. I eh, it was I didn't want to have to deal with that. I like the flavor of a Zamitsi being like, no, I want to possess everything around me. But I think that if you're going to play as a Mitzi and that's how you want to run your story, like just role play that. I yeah. don't think you need to necessarily have to have like a mechanical thing. This one's way better anyway. It's essentially the 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 folkloric bane of you have to be invited into places because mm-hmm. Zemitsi are so like all about proper etiquette and and manners and mm-hmm. hospitality and to the point that they have to respect other people's. Yeah. Um, which I think is cool. I, I do really like a lot of the flavoring for Zemitsi in V5 where it's very uh, old Bram Stoker, Dracula, like old world manners, mm-hmm. but also old world authoritarian, just kind of like, no, this is mine because I am the land. I am the indomitable, like it me. Hi, yeah. <laughs> I'm the one serving cunt here. This is mine now. Like you peasants are lucky to be around. It's like hanging out with a drag queen. Yeah. In certain ways. Or like a really just flamboyant person or just of somebody who's just very entitled. Yeah, it's really just dealing with entitlement. Yeah. Where they're just like, I'm God now. Give. This is mine. This is mine. Like, not even give. They're not even saying give me. They're just like, this is mine, taking it and fucking off. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it's just kind of, yeah, it's like also kind of dealing with a cat. Yeah, right. I I don't know. I just like the idea of like having to be invited. And you can still go in. It's not like there's an invisible barrier. But I want to say like... They take willpower damage and they mm-hmm. take their clan severity or their, or the bane, bane severity. their bane severity in minuses to their disciplines, I think, while they're there. Which, as somebody who suffers from the, the, the British manners problems, like, I feel this in my soul. They're just so uncomfortable about so it. So uncomfy. You're just <laughs> yeah. like, like, I don't even like driving in towards somebody's house unless I've already texted to be like, Hey, homie, are we good to hang out at this time? Okay, cool. I'm on my way. And then <laughs> See, I'll... I will be like halfway there and be like, hey, yo, we're still hanging out, right? Okay, Yeah, good. and then I'll drive. Thanks. And then I get to in front of your house and I will text again going like, hey, cool. Am I good to come in? Like, I will text people before I call them. Be like, hey, are you good for a call? Like, I can't fucking deal with that shit. So I'm just like, uh. So this this one hurts my brain. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I really like it. I think it's cool. Another one I think is really important. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about it on our Malkavian episodes um, and our pre-Malkavian mental illness episode, but a lot of people don't necessarily um, feel super comfy or even want to play a clan that's all like, my power is mental illness. Um, so the new clan bane, I think, is really interesting there. Um, they get, and their new one is called Unnatural Manifestations. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever they use a discipline power, mortals in close proximity, um, about the same room or equivalent, are spooked and any social interaction with them apart from intimidation suffers a dice penalty equal to their bane severity i love that they're supernaturally forced to be patrick bateman yes Mm -hmm. and other so like you still get that feeling of there's something off with this person i've 
this person's making everyone uncomfortable, but it's not like, oh, this person's schizophrenic and so everyone's scared of them. It's a little more tame. It's a little more like everyone's been around someone who just feels a little creepy, feels it's, a little weird. It's less like you're going into... It's kind of like a Obvious Predator. Yeah. Yeah. It's In like a what, different flavoring. Yeah, because it's kind of like... Um, I don't know how much other people deal with true crime stuff. Like, we all do, obviously. But listeners, da, da, da. But, like, if you watch documentaries or you see photos of people that have done, like, super fucked up crimes, you just, like, see footage of them and you just your lizard brain goes, that's a shark. Just, yeah. So you're like, something is, mm-mm-mm, I got the squeakies. I'm not, mm-mm. I should be afraid of that. This, this is a red flag. I don't know what's wrong. They've technically done nothing wrong, but I'm still just like, mm, I'm in danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I really like that one. Oh, yeah, that's um, great. And then the other one I wanted to note mm-hmm. was uh, the new Nosferatu one. Yes. Uh, Nosferatu, we uh, won our claim poll, so we'll be talking about them next. Hey. Um, but they are um, so ugly looking at them is a masquerade breach, which for a lot of reasons there, I could see people not either. That's just hard to play in a certain game um, where they might not like the implications that that ha- might have towards someone who's disabled. Um yeah, because we don't want to get into, like, gross, ugly laws, uh, which was a thing that was in the U.S. for many years. That's why if you look at old-timey photos, you don't see people in, like, wheelchairs or fat people because it was literally illegal to be just be out and looking fucked up. Yeah. Uh, um, and also just, like, weird eugenics things and also just, like, tying in morality into looks is yeah. squicky and not, not comfy. Well, this new one is really interesting. It's called Infestation. And so no matter where they go or try to hide... Swarms of vermin follow the Nosferatu. Some are plagued by swarms of rats. Others act as a beacon to roaches. While still others cannot get rid of the damned pigeons or their leavings. Yes! In many cases, all of the above and more. No matter where they make their haven, they soon drive away all other inhabitants. Um, And even a quick stop can provide unwelcome guests that stay long after the sewer rat leaves. That's amazing. So essentially, it doubles down on the, this person's fucking gross, or this person has, like, a gross energy just around them. Bad enough that, like, vermin critters like swarm around them um but you don't have to necessarily like you could have an insanely attractive nosferatu who's just like yes i don't know why the roaches sleep with me at night or just like an attractive person that for some reason every place they go there's just bed bugs now yeah if you Uh, you could i know i i like i do not consent to that no (laughs) (laughs) this with living hive makes it way easier to play a candy man which was my first thought i would love to play a candy man and just be like they're just bees they're just beehives i don't know why we're in downtown chicago and there's a beehive there's just tons of bees cool uh god you could also have really fun with uh playing with like regional pests depending on like where you're setting your chronicle yeah because my brain immediately went to having a nosferatu like in australia and they're just constantly plagued by magpies just like fucking dive bombing and just like fucking with people. You're like, it's 4 a.m. Why are you here? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> just like get weird menace creatures in like different areas. Cause like, you know, in the US, we could have like a Nosferatu that would be plagued by like really aggressive raccoons. Yeah. Like everyone's like, oh, it's cute. Oh, no. No, no. It's, oh. not, it's not cute. Not cute. Mm-mm. Cause yeah, there's a lot of animals that you're like, this is cute, but like they're a problem. Yeah. And you could also have fun fucking with that. Oh my God, a Nosferatu has just got ants. Just hundreds of thousands of ants everywhere they go. And they, it, somehow they end up with, like, ants that are, like, invasive ants. Yes. So it's, like, doubly a problem. Yes. Uh, but then, I you, do like the then idea you'd have to of... deal with the pun every time a pl- your character walked in the room, another player would just point at you and say, this is why we have ants. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. I, look, I'm here for more Archer jokes. Archer, <laughs> I feel like, has gotten its flowers, but like it's falling out of consciousness. I'm like, no, 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 bring it back. Bring, I it, bring back. it back. Bring it back. It again. It's just been bring on back. so long. Yeah. I yeah. like it, but every time I try, and I've re- tried to where you watch it twice, and mm-hmm. I get to a point where I'm just like, I'm going to do something else now. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's The C-Lab episode, though. C-Lab's really good. Hell yeah. No, they they did a crossover episode where the Archer mm-hmm. goes to C-Lab. Oh. I'm going to make a Nosferatu that's Willard. <gasps> yeah, you could definitely yes. do that. Fuck, I actually yes. did that already but this makes it even more yeah. that makes it more yeah. of a thing i also dislike how much how hot crispin glover is <laughs> like i know everyone's, i know everyone's like Always. oh my god he's so creepy and weird and i'm just like i partially blame charlie's angels for this but i'm like guys he's low-key kind of hot <laughs> like that's fair. that's fair he's creepy and weird but he's like, creepy also, and weird yeah, but also i love the willard remake this, it's really good uh-huh. this is a conversation we were having last night about um not him specifically but mm-hmm. there are um, we were just watching some old, like weird old music videos and stuff. And we were noting that like, there were some like real nineties, like real horny bands mm-hmm. where, but like there are bands like Bloodhound Gang where the guy has like no riz and like mm-hmm. his horniness makes him less attractive. <laughs> but then like that you put on something like Gunther and it's like, mm-hmm. this guy is nothing but like creepy and horny, but it's kind of, it kind of gives it a little flair to it. You're like, it kind of is creepy and horny. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, Oh god, I was trying to think of another thing like that. Um, like Mad Mickelson's take on uh, 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 Hannibal. Like Hannibal is inherently a very creepy and uncomfortable character. The Hannibal TV series undeniably horny. Like yeah. in a way where I'm like, this is like even the lesbians are like, yeah, no, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like it's a whole thing. Yeah. So I I think. Uh the the alt banes are mm-hmm. really cool um oh yeah no there's some really good options in there that can like definitely yes and but kind of just making a note in your character or in your chronicle of like are we deciding that we're just gonna completely all flip to the new ones is it gonna be a mix match are we just gonna stick to the new ones only and that's it mm, just... yeah i like it being a mix match mix match is great because then it's more fun you can like if someone's trying to i like the idea of playing a game where you're trying to figure out you don't maybe you don't know but you're trying to figure things like that out about somebody so you can use mm-hmm. it against them politicking like it, it makes it less obvious which clan exactly. everyone is when you walk yeah. in the room i was thinking it would be cool if you kept it like the originals are kind of like the default mm-hmm. and then but like occasionally they just have this different version and no one knows why mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah and i also just really enjoy character interaction like downtime conversations and i feel like this would be a perfect vampire downtime conversation is discussing each other's banes mm-hmm. you know like we were sitting with friends and you're talking with you about each other's like medical problems or just like you know like ev- like one person shares a mole and then suddenly everybody in the group's like yeah i got this fucking weird mole too <laughs> uh <laughs> you know just weird little connections that like help build the coterie together where it's mm-hmm. like oh yeah you deal with this problem like how the fuck do you handle that i can't imagine you're just like bro this, these fucking pigeons <laughs> will not leave i've started to name them yes. <laughs> like <laughs> that's gary that's harry that's carrie that's sherry <laughs> there's mary over there. <laughs> um actually the alternative banes are probably my favorite uh thing they introduced in this book new um really cool idea i think it gives a lot more options definitely um allows for a little more considerate play might talk about that more in a bit but uh i think i think it i think they're great um 
Another, I think the other really big thing, other than what clans were going to be in this book that people wanted, were the new disciplines. Mm-hmm. So, um, before we go to that, can we jump? I was just again scrolling through that. I just mm-hmm. realized that they actually have a couple pages dedicated to breaking down the character sheet with like, yeah, what everything They're is. Just, I have a section in the script for that. Oh, okay, shit. cool. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Then. Yeah, yeah. So the other new thing I think people are really excited to hear about were new disciplines. Sick. Um, so I picked a couple. I don't know if you guys had. I don't know if you guys had favorites. Um, one of the ones I was really excited about were the new obfuscate abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I was equally as excited as I was and like what there is there as much as I'm like worried it doesn't work out right, but we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. So all the new obfuscate powers are essentially new amalgams that allow you to do more chymestry, which is the Ravnos illusion discipline. Uh, so chymestry and Fata Morgana are reprints from the v5 companion um all the v5 companion stuff i believe is reprinted here except the salubri stuff for some reason Mm -hmm. i don't know why but um you also get two new powers they have mental maze where um basically a person wherever they are they get lost like if you're in a nightclub and you use that ability in there it's like the room warps on in on himself and they're just like an endless sea of people dancing and talking and like they just cannot their mind will not let them process and escape the place they're in cool and That's then sick. yeah i was really stoked on it then mind mask is really cool and it's basically you can um i think this would work great for malkavians too but essentially it's like uh, the masks are like fake identities that you can use in the game mm-hmm. you can do these internally mm-hmm. so when someone uses like an ability that reads your mind or anything like that you have a whole fake all different identity that someone like will try and read your mind and instead they only see what you they want you to see you have a full fake separate personality that's just oh that's when people try and fuck with me that's super cool. That's like a, it's almost like a quote unquote evolution for the new clan vein too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody's trying to learn your real name and is reading your mind for it. You can be like, yeah, uh, I'm Jerry Swash Schmackett. And, you know, I was. What, in... what um, ethnicity is the Swash Schmackett family? Pirate. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was the best. I was worried where that one was going. <laughs> you chose the best option. <laughs> oh, I come from uh, the literary pirates. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that one's really fun. Here's my here's my problem with these though. Mm-hmm. So three fourths of these obfuscate are of uh, three fourths of these abilities are level three obfuscate abilities mm-hmm. so you can only ever have one of them mm-hmm. of all these options of the book you only ever get one by core rules of only taking one per discipline level um they're also all amalgams again with dominate mm-hmm. which makes them really really expensive uh, essentially similar to buying a fourth mm-hmm. or fifth dot power um this has been one of my biggest gripes with uh ravnos and how they've handled it is it's just all really expensive and you're kind of locked out of it um and putting them all in the same spot Mm -hmm. is like really annoying like i would love to make a just go all in with a ravnos and pick like two or three of these but you basically can't because they're all by core rules because you can't have multiple level three uh obfuscate disciplines this way so you you have to have a lax gst who's gonna let you do this or you're gonna have to stack like a three and a four but by doing that you have to get two threes yeah essentially 
And then you have to, you, again, you have to have Dominate, too. So it's just increasing the price of all this. So, yeah, I, I think it's supposed to be a system to keep people from, like, power gaming, which is an issue I've had with previous editions, where... I, I'm not here to squash anybody's power fantasies. Like, if you want to do that shit, like, pop off sis, it's just kind of a not a thing I'm particularly interested in as a player or a storyteller, and it drives me insane that people just make uh, characters that have all these cool badass abilities, but, like, no flaws or drawbacks, or they have these cool and badass abilities, but it didn't really cost them anything to get that. Like, there's no, so there's no weight to it. I See, I understand, like, fighting that, but this just mm-hmm. feels like it's taking away um character building options because it's not like they're just pricey like if they wanted to keep player options out or they want to make these harder to get make it like a four or five level dot make it expensive make it investment to get um they you know you're supposed to be uh doing the extra stuff like finding blood and like learning these abilities from other people if you don't want to role play that in your game that's fine but i think locking them all on one tier and saying well that's that clan that you you all like it's you get one ability that is known for per character yeah i think it's just kind of lame i think it could have been balanced better it could have been spread out mm-hmm. um yeah it's like i understand the desire to streamline things so like i think the amalgam system is not bad uh, i just think chemistry maybe should have been its own it should be especially maybe i don't know or get swallowed just fully swallow it into aspects and call it a day. I absolutely understand why you would say that a Malkavian um, should have some of these abilities. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes sense. Um, Chimestry, uh, I think even would make sense for a Malkavian to have on some levels. And it'd be a good way to make them a little less icky. Like, oh, you're not making that guy experience this mental illness. You're making them suffer blood powered magic illusions there you go problem solved yeah. but i don't again it's just like just pigeonholes it and it's built out in the like way maybe that if it I was like dig. amalgams but they were like spread between levels so it's like this one instead of being three is like a two and then something else is a four so you can kind of tree it out yeah Where it's like you're you're still having to buy all amalgams but it's like a little more spread out so you kind of have a tree to like a feet tree basically to follow yeah, because I believe it's uh, the first level of Kai Mastery is a level two, mm-hmm. and then all the others are level threes. Mm. So it's like you can get the first level and then uh, like the very basic illusions, and I think you only need like dominate one for that and some of the others, and then the rest are dominate two. So technically you'd have dominate two, and then you could buy up the first Kai Mastery and one others, and then you'd mm-hmm. be done, which already that's that's kind of my biggest bummer is like, well, what if I don't want to have Dominate? Which if I'd rather put my points in my third ability? That's why every time I've made a Ravnos, I always just have to have a, a dump discipline, basically. Like, it'd be cool to have that, but it unfortunately, I have to use this ability I don't want to use just yeah. so I, the rules will let me buy it. Luckily, I've had some nice STs are like, oh, you're gonna sp- you want to spend points on that instead of that? It's the same cost. Go ahead. I don't care. Or just like, yeah. go ahead and buy multiple at a tier. But it, I don't know. It but feels, as raw, it's a little like... It eh. feels anti-fun. It doesn't feel like a balancing mechanic to me. It just feels like an anti-fun, which there's a lot of ways around it. Um, I've never been a huge fan of the amalgams at all. I know, buddy. <laughs> I why, know. Why not just make it a little more expensive? Yeah. Or... Yeah, it's I I think it's it can be an interesting system if you have players that are I don't, I'm also just a jackknife player, so I like having utility. So the amalgams allow me to be like, okay, cool. 
I know to get this, I need to have a thing here. So it's forcing me to have this ability and this ability, which I can use in. And I like I'm somebody that likes trying to like piece things together and see if I can make it work. Well, yeah, so it doesn't like like, fuck me over too much. But for that example, like that character may not want to use dominate at Mm -hmm. all because that might not be something that the character is even like morally okay with. That is Mm -hmm. literally taking the will from someone. Yeah. Dominate's a fucked up discipline and people should address that more. Right. And so like that really sucks that this Mm -hmm. character who, you know, what if their feeding type is consensualist and they are like really not cool with taking away someone's Mm -hmm. autonomy and now... But they, they like literally, people. they literally have to like, yeah, have dominate. Yeah, it's like if you have a character like that, there is space for somebody because, like, I've had characters that are super not into dominate, but I had them have a dominate discipline because of reasons. And it's either it's a dump stat for a reason that makes no sense, or you need to make sure that you talk with the player in the st talk and be like, hey, uh, since autonomy and like willpower or like free will is such a theme within the character based on the mechanics that you have built, is this a story beat you want to explore? Because if that's the case, I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z, which might cross over some lines and veils with you or other people in the story. And I need to make sure this is cool if we're going to explore this as a topic, because it could get kind of uncomf very quickly. If that's a topic you guys want to play and therefore you have a character that has an ability to do a thing that they don't want to do. And then the storyteller can present them situations where it would be more convenient or it would be a, you need to do this to protect people. So is your morality worth the expense of the safety and the whatever of other people? Right. Like, yeah, it's like, you need to take the steps to make that interesting or uh, just fucking don't do it. Yeah. So eh. I just, I don't know. I feel like all that kind of stuff could be wrapped up in a session zero and mm-hmm. you don't need to have mechanics to force it. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I agree. You know I mean? That's, I like that the mechanics are there as an option. Yeah. But but I mean they also say yeah. like ignore anything you don't like. Yes. It's your fucking game. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Golden rule in the core book. If it doesn't fucking work for your game, just just, just change it. Yeah. It's fine. Don't Put worry it about it. It's not that disposal. deep. This, these are more guidelines than actual rules. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. Um but on a more positive yes. note, I really liked the new animalism stuff that oh, was the in the book. Stuff's fun. Um it's all basically abilities that give you um, control over animals. More friends. So it's less like friends. I'm becoming the beast and more like um, animal messenger. You can literally send like a pigeon to someone and then they whisper in someone's ear in your voice kind of thing. There is fucking messenger's command, which is cool. You can use powers like dominate through an animal companion. So you can have a bird land on someone's shoulder and be like, stab him. <laughs> um <laughs> You uh, Plague of Beasts, which I think would tie really well into with that Nosferatu one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically just like you're uh, summoning up a bunch of like critters. And then there's Sway the Flock, which just like unnerves all the animals around you or you can kind of change their vibe. Oh, yeah, that's very uh, I immediately thought of the omen. Remember that scene where they're going through like the drive through safari park and uh, the baboons are having none of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's really fun. Um, I I put in the notes that these all t- tie in really well with the new Nosbane. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or yeah. if you know you're doing the gangrel thing. Hell yeah. Um, uh, there's also Coax, mm-hmm. the bestial, um, which uh, that one actually stirs up the beast in other vampires. That's so cool. you're still tapping into the beast and that, but it's instead of your own or little critters, you're like, your beast's fucking with you right now. <laughs> he getting spicy. Which always, I I love the popularity now within the V5 community of people actually giving a voice and a personality to the beast and people just arguing mm-hmm. with their beast. 
because I've, I've had a couple of games where the storytellers, we just got really into it, and then he flipped the script, so now it just looks like you are yelling at nothing. Nice. And it's like, oh no, my inside thought, that that was an out, that became an external conversation, didn't it, guys? Oh shit. Um, That's good. I, I'm gonna I, leave now. I also like that just in the middle of that animalism line, you just get a power that that's, that's that bitchy. Oh, it's so bitchy. It's so bitchy. And I love, I, I love a gangrel or a Nosferatu just being like, oh, you think you're really cool with all of your society and social norms and that. And they just <laughs> mentally reach across <laughs> and grab that cage and just shake it a little and then walk away. I'm like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. I yes. did that. All right. And then we're back on to a bad note. Oh no. Um they have a protean section in here, but it is um I'm pissed. It's just He's a crazy. reprint of the stuff that was in the V5 companion. There's nothing new. Literally. Like, it's I believe it's identical. I did not break down the mechanics. Um but from my gl- cursory glance at the two. It's like I'm I'm glad that it got transferred from the PDF that's lots of people for some reason still don't know about even though it's free. Yeah. You can just have it having it in a proper like book is nice would have been nice if uh vicissitude stuff got a little more uh expansion upon so what this told me and this maybe i'm just being like you know either petty or you know like this is my favorite um but what this told me is like as a storyteller you should kind of let your zamitzi or whoever's using vicissitude go wild if they want I mean, they already have to give up a point of a literal point of a physical dot. Mm-hmm. Let them go fucking wild. If you're like, if they're like, I want to replace my, so I want to replace my humerus with like a sharpened blade, so that I can like, if I elbow somebody, it'll push through the skin and cut them. You should be like, did you pay the physical dot? Yeah, done. Good to go. You're I mean, that's kind of what I've been doing, anyways. Right. I just no. like. I, I know that there are some things can get really intense and crazy, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't know. The one It just makes me sad that they didn't do anything. Like, at the very least, they should have made flesh crafting able to use, not over hours of work. Like, like have an option where it's like, the, the ability is at a higher level, but you can do it quicker now, so, if that makes sense. Yeah, at a higher level, or even like, you have the option of like, you can perform a surgery Mm -hmm. and do a specific thing to and it'll take an hour you know Mm -hmm. if you want to open up somebody and uh put the tube of a shotgun in with one shell Mm -hmm. so they can have one shotgun blast in their own that's going to take a it's going to take a little while to do if you're especially if you're trying to make it safe but if you're wanting to be like tell me what i want to know no i don't want to okay and just grab their arm and bend it like that shouldn't mm-hmm. take a fucking hour. Yeah. Or like just like seal someone's lips together. Yeah, seal yeah. somebody's lips. You just literally smack uh, them in the face and then their lips are like squish. You already yeah. have to make a contested roll. Yeah, this kind of, uh, it's going to kind of yes and a, because um, I've been having to relook at uh, V20 stuff because the LARP game. Um, there is uh, a thaumaturgy path, uh, like conjuration stuff where the lower levels like let you make objects, but at higher levels, it allows you to have the objects be permanent mm. as opposed to like, you made a a, a, a baton, I don't know, just yeah. you made a stick, uh, but the stick's only here for like the scene and then gone. Right. And then at higher levels of the discipline, now you just have a stick. Mm-hmm. It's mine now, it exists, fuck you. Right. So I feel like the kind of uno reverse of that would be flesh crafting at the lower levels. Yeah, you can do this stuff, but it takes you a hot minute because it involves a lot of concentration and you're not as skilled at this. 
and then have it at a higher dot where it's like, oh, you've mastered it at the third or fourth level. Yeah, you can just so you can just have kneecaps now. The thing is, <laughs> like, flesh craft. So you can get vicissitude, which is mm-hmm. vicissitude flesh crafting on yourself and only on yourself. You mm-hmm. can't use it on other people. Flesh crafting is what lets you use it on other other people that mm-hmm. takes hours. That's a total of five dots you have to spend to use this. Oof. It's a three dot fle- uh, three dot potent or uh, protean with a two dot dominate. It's mm-hmm. an amalgam. That's a five dot. Like there are people who can do five dots that like like the Hakata one where you could just be like, you are dead. Your soul no longer exists. Fucking brutal, intense stuff. Mm-hmm. But I have to spend an hour and a half to maybe like seal somebody's mouth shut. Maybe like, come on, guys. <laughs> maybe. OK, maybe a fix on this. Uh, keep the power balance where it is. Maybe work out with your storyteller uh, uh, like a, a mythic level, mystic level like merit where it's like you as a Samitsi have the ability because you're so skilled or because of your progenitor, like right. you're a descendant of so and so who's particularly gifted in flesh crafting. You can do this at like at whatever speed. Mm-hmm. And have it just be like a merit instead on top of your discipline. So it's right. like, yeah, you're still paying a cost to do it quicker, but it's like not ridiculous because you've already dumped so much into it. Right. Or it's like once per or like, yeah, you have a merit where like once per session, you can do a flesh craft like within a couple of seconds. Right. And But then if you want to do it again for the rest of the night, you have to do it at the speed of what it says. Mm. Yeah, There's I, some potential. I, don't know. I, just I try to, to offer. A, I try to work out some workarounds. I guess what I'm trying to say is, yeah. vicissitude and flesh crafting should be able to be used offensively. Mm-hmm. If I have the ability to mold someone's fucking skin with my touch, mm-hmm. you should be able to, like, in a fist fight, not have to use your strength. Instead of using your strength for a punch brawl, use your vicissitude skill mm-hmm. or something like that, where it's like you're punching someone, but you're you're using your blood and the magic of your blood to just move their skin out of the way as you're doing it. You know, yeah. something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't that, know how to fluff it or make it balanced. I'm we, just really bummed that they didn't do anything new for Protean at for all. For sure. Maybe maybe we we put putting putting a touch to the nose. Yeah. Can work on a blank bodies like hey, we are offering an alternative option for this if people want to run with it. Right. Cool. If not, like, whatever. It's just a freebie option. Mm-hmm. Something we can work on. Yeah. We had yeah. actually started doing this, Skipper and I, a while ago. We're talking about doing an episode where we updated... Um, Rob Nose and Zamitsi. Yes. Yeah. Because those, are, those were both of our favorite clans. Or me and... I'm kind of tied with Malkavian. But either way, and we <laughs> both got that book, and we're just like... God damn it. It's a bummer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't mind the the fle- uh, the vicissitude as much nowadays. I think that as long as your storyteller lets you get kind of weird with it, especially if you're doing the other changes category, mm-hmm. like as long as you're allowed to get kind of weird with it. Now, obviously, don't get super overpowered. You can't be like, okay, I'm going to open up my chest, take out all the organs, put a fuel canister in it, run a line down my arm, and now I have a flamethrower in my arm. I mean, you'd be running Rorschach checks, but like, yeah, "Yeah, sure, homie. Right. I mean, that's cool, but also maybe that should be worked out to be a little bit more intense than, yeah. you know, maybe you have to use, let's see, that'd be well, you could do successes that to a, or something, you know? You could know. You do that to a ghoul who's not supposed to live much longer anyway, though. <laughs> yeah, um, if just, they get shot, it's just a boom. Yeah, um, well, I I also have luck. I'm spoiled on the fact that I, as a storyteller and dealing with Samitsis, 
like deal with somebody like you who is really into this and actually spends the time to like research the anatomy and understand what the fuck you're getting into mm-hmm. and you care enough to actually understand this shit. So I'm just like, yeah, no, we can work something out. It's fine. Um, there might be people that are just like into body horror and don't really understand the mechanics of shit and they might need to get guided a bit more. Yeah. And might also suffer from the artist problem I have when people are just like, yeah, I I would love to commission you for a piece. And I'm like, sick, what do you want? And they're like, I just want to see you do a thing. And I'm like, fucking don't do that to me. I <laughs> If I don't have boundaries and parameters to work around and have context for, I don't do well creatively. I don't do well with a blank sheet. And I feel like this is too, uh, flesh crafting in V5 is left so open to interpretation Mm-hmm. that uh, people don't know what to do with it because it's a blank sheet. It's kind of like Kai Mystery. It has a similar problem mm-hmm. where it's like you create an illusion be- between this size and this size. And I feel like they may have pushed it a little too far in the other direction. Like one of the rules is you can't hide any other items in the room. It's like So if there's a penny, I can't make a dollar appear over that penny. Otherwise, that technically breaks the illusion. Like there's some weird rules with it. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like they're just trying to fight like what was essentially originally too loose of a rule by just like putting it in a cage and shoving it in the well, don't worry about it corner. Yeah. Um, which is a bummer. Yeah. But uh, I admittedly the discipline section is the section I've like least gone over. Um, just because every time there's vampire discipline sections, it always takes me like I have to read it like five or six times before it really processes and uh. I'll get to it at some point. (laughs) I had other parts of the book I cared about more. We'll we'll talk about these more, as we said at the beginning of the episode, when we do Mm -hmm. episodes for these clans and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And some of these disciplines, we are going to talk about a little bit more in depth soon-ish. Like the the stuff for thaumaturgy and like the Thin Blood Alchemy. I'm working on it, guys. It's it's coming. I promise. Part part of me may be just hoping for a skipper, but I know we have the... um, like the blood magic book coming mm-hmm. up. Oh, blood sigils. I'm very excited. Blood sigils. It's supposed to, some people think it's going to have rituals and other magic and stuff. I'm really hoping that maybe they're going to put more of the Kaldunic sorcery stuff in cool. there. Low key hoping for it. Yeah. Because I'll give the Zimitsi, I love them, but like they do feel like a shadow of their former selves. The Ravnos are supposed to. They're a dying clan whose um, progenitor got fucking nuked out of orbit. Mm-hmm. But. Zemitsis all have also kind of always been a dying clan. After like the whole uh, Tremere thing, they've been kind of on the decline. Look, but the three you of didn't them have may to have look have at split. me so pointedly <laughs> while you were saying that. But they may have they may have split and may be coming back. So yeah. it'd be it'd be really cool to see some Caldenic sorcery. I mean, back in the day, if I remember correctly, you kind of had to choose vicissitude mm-hmm. or Caldenic sorcery. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be kind of cool to be able to do a little bit of both. That'd be Dude. neat. Yeah, um, I, especially in the context of, like, the ecological disaster that is our world and Gehenna right. and stuff, having a resurgence of a branch of Zemitsi that are super into, like, earth and related, I am the land, fuck you, mm-hmm. die by lightning, these six mortals in particular. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of sick. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, and, you know, okay, so, like, I love, also, real quick, I just have to say, before mm-hmm. we move on from Protean or to a different thing entirely, mm-hmm. I love the Lasombra. The Hakata are cool. But you don't need 18 fucking discipline powers in Oblivion when Protean has like four new ones. Don't worry, it gets worse. Oh, I know. <laughs> because you also have all the Oblivion rituals. Oh, don't. I, in this script, I have, I'll have. i make it worse. Okay, okay. We got, we got right. some notes. Great. I'm yeah. not a. I, 
the Hakata is like so annoying for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Not that I'm not a fan of some of the things in the, we'll get to it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of cool shit, but also like, God damn it. So the other new thing, mm -hmm. um, there's a bunch of new predator types. I love predator types. Sick. We did a mm -hmm. whole episode about them. I highlighted a couple that I thought were really cool. I've, I've had I've had a couple people tell me their use of Updog, and it makes me so fucking pleased yeah. every yes. time. Thank you, we everybody. It's uh. We recently had someone join the server. It's like, well, I'm playing a character with Updog, so I figured I'd join the server Hell and yes. see how it was Fuck going. Yes. So. yes, homies. Yes. Um, but uh, the new ones that I liked were uh, Montero, which is kind of like the old... Uh, they they attribute in the book to the aristocratic Spaniards and their mounting of the Monteria, a deer hunt in which a team of beaters drive game on game onto spears and later guns of the Montero or the huntsman. It's also you know like English hunting dogs rooting out rabbits for people on horseback. It's it's a very traditional um, and essentially this is um, how you get humans for blood. Yeah, I'm going to be straight up. When I first read Montero, I got the song stuck in my head and I was like, if there's not a stripper pole to hell, I'm going to be a little upset. And I was a little upset, <laughs> but it went from like, oh, damn, there's no lap dancing on Satan. And then it turned into, oh, no, it's people hunting. Fuck. No, <laughs> no. This one's really cool. But it's the worst kind of rich people, pe like people hunting. So yeah. it's not like you in the woods, like hunting people down with a knife or any like actually badass thing. It's like the equivalent of rich guy big game hunting where... Like the lion is in a fenced area and you have like park rangers helping you do this because you paid them money so they can keep running their lion preserve yeah. level yeah. of just like, oh, God damn it. I uh, I feel like this is something that Ellis, my Ventru, mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. I think Chicago has tried. Um, I feel and it was like... probably not his bag, but he's definitely done it. He probably hosts these parties once a year for some of the club members. Oh, like the biannual like like grounds hunt yeah oh yeah absolutely i was gonna say if you wanted to have ellis like change predator types for our campaign if that's something you're interested in i am happy to explore that because i felt like this was like super up his bag yeah um yeah ellis is my ventru who uh owns a club in outside of the limits of chicago where he and other people hunt humans for sport like they have a big uh hedge maze where they're like all right what and then there's like a three-story clubhouse where you can sit on the balcony and watch as someone gets fucking chased down and eaten it's great i love it so fucking much i've low-key been like i kind of want to write a lore sheet for this if you're cool with it. i, I want to use that character in a game it just no one's done a chicago thing if if anyone's playing a chicago game and needs a venture let me know if we <laughs> if i can get my fucking spoons together if people are interested in us even if it's just like an audio version of us running this game uh i'm down i just need to get my shit together <laughs> Yeah, that's that's totally fair. Because I, I miss our little Chicago game with our psychopath friends. Yay. <laughs> yes, you um, are all delightful. So the Montero Predator type gives you a dot of Dominate or Obfuscate, um, and you automatically lose a dot of Humanity. Like, as that, you that should. Makes sense. Yeah. As you yeah, fucking that makes should. Sense. The other one I thought was really cool was Trapdoor. Oh, that's um, so good. This one's more like Saw, was my first, where my brain first went. Um, but Or just any dungeon in D&D, &D, honestly. But uh, like the trapdoor spider, you build your nest and lure your prey into it. You may lurk in an amusement park dark ride or a steamy Turkish bath. Um, stupid notification. You haunt a house or manage a fight club, but your victims come to your place of power. So essentially, you run a spot that ends up being the killing ground. That's a really cool Zamitsi one. That's a really cool right. Zamitsi one. <laughs> okay, my brain popped off recently, so I but, don't... Um... 
There, there's a music artist I do enjoy named Scene Queen, and she did a song recently called 18 Plus, calling out all, like, the shitty pop punk, like, groomer guys. A shitty band groomer guy who, like, lures people onto the tour bus would be a good trapdoor spider. I'm gross. just like, it's super gross, but yeah. I'm like, oh. I hate that. I hate it, but it would be a good. It'd be good. It'd be, be good, good and disgusting and good oh. and villainous. Free antagonist, everyone. Yep. <laughs> to double down on what you said for Zimitsi, this one gives you one dot of protean or obfuscate. There so we go. You either hide or grab. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then there is also uh, the last one it really liked, and it's the saddest one. It's so good, though. Um, but it's a Grim Reaper, um, also known as a plague rat. You only feed on those about to die. You speak, seek out hospice care, assisted living homes, and shelters. So essentially, um, you could almost go Dr. Sleep with it, too, if mm-hmm. you've seen that movie. Um, but essentially, you're helping people pass on comfortably. Or even if you're not drinking them to death, you're giving them moments of comfort in uncomfortable times. Right. I was just like, this This is a good alternate trying to do a high humanity character or do something compassionate. Uh, you can go Dr. Kevorkian with it. Um, if you want to go slightly dark-sided with it, you can go very, like, angel of death, like, plague. Like, I am the one who decides when they go, blah, blah, blah. So what I was thinking about earlier is playing a Toreador with the new clan Bane mm-hmm. and using this as your freeding type. Oh. Right? Damn. Because you're giving them a mercy and you feel that mercy, but you also feel the pain of passing. And how like tragic and beautiful that is. And I don't know, your your love of beauty could be the beauty of you know this is such an Anne Rice pass. fanfic character. Right? I mean yeah. it's good though. <laughs> it's isn't so it? good, it's but good also goddamn. Uh, again, that, uh, have you seen Doctor Sleep? Uh uh-uh. It really gives me those vibes. It's really? it's uh it's a sequel to The Shining and it's about like Danny as an adult and I need to give it a shot. Powers. I heard it was really not i love it but here's the thing it's nothing like the shining uh, okay okay it it starts off and there's actually some really cool tribute scenes to that original movie but it is like stephen king like dark tower him continuing a story and it's about danny as an adult just deal as an adult having to deal with like the fucked up shit he went through mm. and also while still having all these crazy psychic powers okay cool which i mean psychic powers so you know i'm all aboard yeah but like for sure. it's good um yeah. what's interesting about this one is it gives you one dot of auspex or oblivion oh i love that and then uh you get prey exclusion healthy mortals i love that he's doing too good it is cool oh god i just had the worst idea it's a great idea but it's also very ugh. oh uh a vampire that was just like roving the covid wards oh god why do you make all these disgusting things <laughs> because i am a storyteller and i'm constantly <laughs> making horrible characters i mean i guess it could to give you guys something mercy, to, like... yeah it could like somebody who's trying to do a mercy there could be the mercy version or there could just be somebody that's like i'm trying to fucking mitigate the disaster it is like look this because during the during the heights of things it just it gave very like oh society's going to collapse Mm-hmm. So you could have like this weird vampire that's just like, I need to cull these mortals that are fucking idiots and keep eating ivermectin and not getting boosters and da 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 da. I'm doing this to help preserve society, like for the greater good, like which is super fucked up and should be something that is not a good thing in your game. But yeah, I I I like trying to encourage players to uh, deal with morality and. Like, yeah, vampires are all bastard men from Bastard Island, and they're not necessarily going to be good people, but, like, trying to encourage those characters to do a morally good thing. Or 
give them something so horrifying that they have to be like, whoa, what the fuck? Okay, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not a good person, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. So yeah, I'm just constantly just making up fucking monsters and they just kind of sit there in the back of my head going like, mm, you're not going to be fun if I have to use you, but you know, here we are. <laughs> you exist now. I do have to say I'm proud that the other two are like, these are the worst things I thought of. And then for the first one, you're like, I thought of your Ventru first. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. I love Ellis so much as a character, but it's, it's one of those like, Ellis is a lot of things that I absolutely fucking hate about rich people. And there's a lot of, you know, he's not expanded to the point of doing like big social engineering projects that like Bill Gates has done or fucking Elon Musk is trying to do and failing at. But because of the hunt club, there is this kind of like social engineering. I am entitled to decide uh, like whether people are worthy to be hunters or be the hunted kind of a thing it's very um most deadly game (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot of interest game yeah there's a lot of really interesting shit in there and like for stories and like getting into the philosophies of it i find it really fucking interesting but like i as a person i'm just like if i could set ellis on fire i fucking would yeah that's fair (laughs) um do you think ellis would like have tryouts for his ghouls or some of them where he's just like hunt this person down if you can do it within this much time i'll ghoul you maybe maybe with like paint guns though Maybe so. I I never really saw that Ellis that way when business, um, mm-hmm. because killing is like a pleasure. It's like mm-hmm. his hobby to him. When okay. he runs a business, he's I always view, viewed him as more that very like middle of the road libertarian, the kind who's like it doesn't matter if they're a man or a woman, black or white. Do they do the job I paid them to do or not? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter if my fucking accountant knows how to strangle out a person in a bush. Right. Like they can like, they that's do math? Me time. Yeah, that's that's what I do when I need to wind down. Okay, Mm -hmm. gotcha, gotcha. Like I'm more efficient and uh, effective as a businessman if I take the time to like do my hobbies. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to mix my hobbies with my work because then it's just all fucked up. He's already done that (laughs) by running the club out of his. But you know. But you know, eh. it's different. It's different. It's it's different when I do it. Yeah, (laughs) I mean. It got him some domain from Jackson in oh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, it, well, yeah, because it's just like, oh yeah, it was. You basically have this fiefdom where he's like, okay, cool. I'm slowly expanding upon my empire and doing it by you set up this establishment here. We're gonna see how it goes. If it's successful, we can integrate you into Chicago proper. Um, and if it doesn't go well, I can just cut you off. Fine, whatever. But in the meantime, you're a really convenient way for me to get rid of people I don't want to fucking deal with. Oh yeah, there's anyone can be a part of the games. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like, and it's good for you because then you're like, ah, I am able to get some notorious, like challenging people to be hunted down. Yeah, which is like fun for you and your beast and whatnot. And then you're also like helping a homie and like building up your dignitas within the venture. So it's like fucking win on win on win. Yeah, and I mean sometimes you help out specific people in town and be like, I know you don't like werewolves. Let's go find one. (laughs) <laughs> and that'll entertain my friends like <laughs> that was basically i don't think we actually played it out we lampshaded that side story but it, i left the implications there mostly to scare the shit out of the other people in the coterie yeah uh, <laughs> um we're almost done i think that alec when he every time you guys talked about it alec was like that's really cool i'll just stand up in the observation booth you guys can 
Yeah, I was I'll just, be up here where the, it won't hit me. <laughs> I was just like, I don't approve of this, <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything. Me and my uh, kink ghoul are just going to be over here, <laughs> consensually just being weird. Yep. <laughs> um, we look kind of like aliens. Hi. Hi, we are French Canadian. We're like, yep, we believe that. <laughs> so wrapping up, one of the last things in the book I wanted to talk about a little bit more in depth, because I was really excited and also, like, kind of bleh, when mm-hmm. I read through it, was the new lore sheets. Mm-hmm. Lore sheets are great. They're one of my favorite things in every book. I think I mentioned that on a recent episode. Like, mm-hmm. they give you so much background in the world and stuff. Uh, so we got seven new ones. All seven of them are Hakata bloodlines. There's so many fucking Hakata lore sheets. Yeah, you get the Cappadocians, the Dunsern, the Giovanni, the Lamia, the Nagaraja, the Samidi, and the Tenochtitlan. Yeah. Which, like, I used to love the Samidi. Uh. Like, they're a cool clan um, that I wanted to see more of. Like, I'm glad to see them. It's a good to see these, but it is also just, like, so much. <laughs> yeah, and some of that stuff is does exist in uh, the Cult of the Blood Gods book with all the Hakata shit. Um, I have a weird soft spot for the, the, the Banks of Dunsire because they are Scottish. And I love that their whole thing is literally just like, what if we made Scrooge McDuck a fucking vampire bloodline? And I'm just like, that's hilarious. Nice. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. I wonder if, <laughs> if they're in a secret war with the gnomes of Zurich. Probably. Probably. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I would, I would love to... I would love to be allowed to play a Dunsire Hakata and have to get into like financial fightings with a Ventrue and just watch me kick their fucking ass. <laughs> It'd be sick. That's fun. I do like that there's a lot of lore here about what's been happening with um, the Giovanni, the Cappadocians, and um, the Dunsern and the yeah. the family reunion and all that. That stuff's really cool. It's really fucking um, cool. I was just I was just hoping for more when I saw lore sheet section. Yeah, it's and... I yeah I can I agree. I love that the Hakata. Well, the Hakata are also just a really dense clan now because there's so many bloodlines in them that like they do need that kind of space. I absolutely get it. I. I really appreciate the pushes that V5 has put into uh, doing more inclusion and being more world aware. There are clans that are literally set up for that, that are not getting that attention. I'm directly looking at the Bana Hakim, mm-hmm. and I would love to have had more lore sheets that like got into some of the multiculturalism, because that's a clan that exists in an area where there's so many different cultures and religions and backgrounds that you could just get a wealth of great stories from um and also just in the context of fighting with the Gehenna and just because of all of the conflict in regions where that clan exists you can get a lot of like second inquisition based storylines that are really fucking cool and i would fucking love that or at the very least a further breakdown of their like classes yeah because they're like they had a whole caste system yeah. talking about that at all that would have been neat. And I know yeah. I know we're supposed to keep be able to keep all the old books as reference and mm-hmm. stuff, but for a new player, I think they Bon and Hakim are one of the ones that do stick out like specifically as interesting mm-hmm. versus the rest. And uh I mean the old books they don't even have the same name. So if you yeah. don't know what to look for, you're not even gonna find those old books. Which is something we're gonna have to talk about when we do the episode on them. Yep. Eventually. Yep. Um, I got opinions and also going to be reaching out to other people because I own the fact I am not from these cultures. I am learning. I love a lot of stuff, but, you know, getting contacts from other people is good. And please send me info because I am a dumb American. Yeah. <laughs> my, my other gripe it goes along with what I was talking about earlier in the discipline section, but like they still don't have any. You're going to give seven to the Hakata. Can we at least get one for the Ravnos or the Zamitsi or the Salubri? 
because mm-hmm. they've only before been mentioned in the um the v5 companion mm-hmm. so i was hoping that since every other clan has at least one exclusive we would get like one descendant there. of somebody like at least be like hey there's a cool npc from this clan descendant of sasha everybody fucking loves sasha fuck right like that'd be sick as shit like we need that trans icon god right. damn it especially this climate right now fuck right. it that'd be sick as a- Ugh. yeah all right, let, look, look. Let your buy, let yourself buy your way up the seven remaining salubri or mm-hmm. however many it is mm, now. Like yeah. you're you're number thirteen. You know the clan exists, and you're on your way to enlightenment. You're number, you know, you mm-hmm. move up and you get a little more info as you move up the lore sheet. That would be sick. Yeah. That alone, you can still leave it loose for STs to be like they're actually doing this because I'm. We'll get into the more when we do an episode of them. They're always the mysterious, quiet boys anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, give us some. Yeah, and fucking, God, you could just do a second version of the Week of Nightmares for the Ravnos entirely, where it's just Ravnos space specifically going, okay, your sire went through the Week of Nightmares, or you went through the Week of Nightmares, or, uh, you know, uh, yeah, there's just tons of shit, or like, you're still dealing with the PTSD of the Week of Nightmares, and this is how it affects you, or you've built a a mutual aid network of survivors, and this is how you are able to get extra resources, like, there's tons of shit, Mm -hmm. like, one thing that we played in a game on our server recently, I was playing a Ravnos and it happened during the week of nightmares. Oh, happened no. in the middle of our campaign. No. All, most of my clan's dead and Oop. I couldn't tell if I was going crazy or if my powers were no longer illusions, but just happening. So mm-hmm. that was something I had to deal with. Like yeah. things like that. Like what the fuck happened to you when everything broke and you heard your dad screaming in your head to death? For a week like that and also calling sick. you for being like bring me a beer you are the beer and you're just like no no <laughs> help help also why is this guy purple why <laughs> what <laughs> um, but yeah so that was a disappointment but i do have to say if you're into those clans and there are some cool ones it is good to see them get there so i'm not complaining i don't think this content is bad i was just hoping for a little more like um yeah yeah I, I hope our gripes are not coming off as like ungrateful. We love what is there. There's just a few things we had hoped think would have been expanded upon and hopefully will be. If I can be a hundred percent honest, this goes back even to like the original V one of vampire. It's just like the mob family stuff just never interested me. So like the Hakata, a lot of it is just not my cup of tea. And I completely own that, that I just, you know, I, I don't give a shit. I don't want to play Vampire Godfather. That it turned me off from that clan and a lot of mm-hmm. that lore early. And maybe we'll fix that when we get to those episodes, because I haven't read those since I was probably like 16. Might have a mm-hmm. different perspective these days. Um, but I also just have always loved like the Samidi and the uh, Lamia. So seeing mm-hmm. them in there was cool. Yes. But like, I wish they got more focus than, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I would agree. I think that everything that I've seen in here is really neat. But like you said, Sarah, I wish that I think that the uh, it was it almost feels like the pet clans got a lot. Mm -hmm. And then these other things that we kind of thought of later. Well, they're here. Yeah. You know, if it because it it almost seems like if it was in the um, companion, Mm -hmm. then they didn't really do much of anything with it in here. It looks like I mean, I could be wrong, but. Yeah, and there's also more building out with the ministry. I would also like to see because that's also a clan that exists in an area that's not Eurocentric, and there's a lot of room for expansion. And this being an avenue of like, hey, we are going to present storytelling and role playing options that will allow people to get outside of their fucking box and go experience other parts of the world and 
uh, share really cool cultural stories from our neighbors and da 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 da. And you know, I'm I'm a gay kid from the 2000s, so like I like Egyptian shit. I love the mummy. We could get in more into that shit, or you know, other options, or you know, how uh, uh, just you know, different uh, socioeconomic groups are going to be dealing with being vampires and da, 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 just things that I wish and hope will get expanded upon more officially. Not that there aren't players and groups that are like doing fucking amazing shit with this, and I would hope to see more of it, and I want to see it. And if you want to share it in the server and with us, cool. Happy to highlight that shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, am, am I good? To, are we good to talk about the little the little section in the back? Yeah. So the Six. last thing I had was just a little highlight of some basically everything else and previews of stuff that we'll probably talk about in other episodes. Um, I know one of the big ones that you want to talk to. I put up first, Sarah, was a considerate play. I appreciate play. it. That was literally I got this book and I cracked that section first because I feel like that section. Well, I'm glad it's an appendix basically in the back and they go into detail on things. More times than not, I'm like, hey, if you're grabbing uh, any World of Darkness material, I recommend you go to the considerate play section first and just re read the whole thing. Read it. Don't skim it. Read it. Um, we Unfortunately, we will be skimming it here because we have plans to do another consent episode talking about this shit. But I really appreciate that um, in the new merits and flaws section, which I love almost everything in there. It's great expansions and also like... Uh, streamlining of rules in the core book that were very confusing when we did our merits and flaws episodes and some of that. But uh, there's talks about power dynamics between players and characters, especially because there are going to be troops that are like, hey, um, I as a player would like to play the ghoul of another player character. So you do need to have those consent talks about the power dynamics in the game, where the comfies are and make sure everybody's like understanding of where everything is. And be prepped for uh, handling bleed and handling uh, uh, just uh, making sure you're handling everything respectfully, if that makes sense, hopefully. Yeah. So having a dedicated section for that, having a section that's dedicated to discussing other cultures and religions and being like, hey, if you're the storyteller, you better be prepared to have people in your world that do not look like you and do not sound like you and do not believe how you do because that's how the world works. Yep. And you need to handle that responsibly and also understand that, like, it's going to be a learning curve for everybody and have the grace to, if you fuck up, talk about it openly and move the fuck on. And also maybe when you make antagonist, don't have all of your antagonists be exotic characters, quote unquote, or be stereotypes, because that sucks. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to other someone just to make them a villain. Yeah, the villain, yeah, the villain doesn't need to be othered because it's like a guy that is from the south side of Chicago. It's like, yeah, just because you're from the south side of Chicago and, yeah, you're coming from, like, possibly, like, a gang background or any of that kind of shit doesn't necessitate that that makes you less of a person or should dehumanize you any more than, like, a rich guy on the north side that's just being a fuck and running, basically, a mafia. Because somehow being in a mafia is more respectable than being in a gang, even though you're basically doing the exact same shit. Well, you wear suits, you see. Motherfuckers and gangs can wear suits. <laughs> I've seen that shit. <laughs> I've been to some house shows that were a little sketch. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I'm glad they keep putting these sections in. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems like kind of expanding on them each time they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the fact that they're building upon it is just, it makes me so happy. I'm just like, good, because it's not just like a copy paste of the shit from the core book. Yeah. Which I will forever stand by the V5 core book, just being like, hey, so if you're being a Nazi, maybe stop playing the game and go get help. 
Yeehaw. I will forever stand by that. I'm like, I, I, you can dislike various things with the new system. Unfortunately, because of the political world we live in, we do have to set some gatekeepy boundaries of like, hey, if you're gonna be that level of a fuck nugget, like, no. Yeah. Peace. I, I also, um, I don't know. I, I feel like for a game like Vampire, I think it's really important to probably reiterate on this and update it as new content comes out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's important in any game, but let's be real. I think a fantasy D&D game about a bunch of gay adventures, like stealing magic artifacts, is less likely to run into a lot of the really squick-ass subjects that a modern vampire game is going to get into. Oh, for sure. Like, spe- this is a dark horror game, and there's a lot more that needs to be talked about, mm-hmm. whereas, like, other systems can probably get away with, like, lampshading behind fantasy and um, comedy and... Mm-hmm. But, like, being considered is going to be a lot harder when you're just dealing with the real fucking world the way it is for 90% of it, plus some vampires. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Also, gonna highlight yeah. the fact that the considerate play section has a section about sex, uh, seduction and romance, and the first section of it is consent immediately. Nice. And I'm like, good. Nice. That should be there, and you know, just making sure people are like comfy with like, hey, if you guys want to discuss intimate things in your game, totally cool. Just make sure everybody's cool with it. And I'm yeah. like, hell yeah, that's great. Uh, a whole section about mutual respect. Uh, I love that the the authors also had a. We're going to talk about playing Malkavians and mental health respectfully section. I'm like, good. Yay. yay. Hooray. I'm so glad you also had the same thought we did. Where we're like, that just needs to be its own fucking second yeah. section. Cause fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, World of Darkness writers. You can go ahead and put us in the credits and the very back <laughs> of the book. If you want, we you can't put, be the only group that has had this conversation. The like, there's no there. fucking way. Uh, we can't be the only ones. We're very loud people. We are very loud and we're funny. <laughs> so like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, though, when my opinion is just, I don't care personally, but, you know, have fun. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's also just... I mean, that's part of the conversation. Yeah. It's like, as someone who has suffered mental illness, um, temporary and not, Mm -hmm. um, if it shows up in a game, it doesn't really bother me at all, personally, Um, Mm -hmm. whether it's handled respectfully or not. Honestly, I've read enough Lovecraft and stuff that I'm just used to. I get the trope. It's fine with me but other people may not feel that way and it's something you need to discuss because yeah. i might throw something into my game that someone might not be cool with mm-hmm. in either direction yep. so was there anything else we wanted to say on considerate uh, play not at this moment it's more of a i am planning a third part of the consent and role play uh, this stuff will get more deep dived then i just wanted to highlight the hey if you get the if you get the player's guide i highly recommend the first thing you do is you just crack to that section and fucking read it it's like three pages of super great info that everybody storytellers players everybody should just fucking have rattling around in your brain because these are skills that whilst really good and helpful for game especially if you want to do like a mature and or edgy games these are also just skills that are good to have in life and carry on into other fields Yes, that's true. Hell yeah. Um, And the rest of these, we're going to kind of barrel through, but these Mm -hmm. are things we'll probably touch on more in future episodes. And if they sound interesting to you, let us know. Um, There is an expanded uh, section on like skills, backgrounds, and character creation that's like kind of clarifying and fixing some things errata, if you Mm -hmm. will. Um, and, and also adding some new shit and all the new shit. I'm just like, yes. That's the section I skimmed while putting this uh, together because I know we've done episodes on those. Yeah, so. we've somewhat recently done a thing on merits and flaws. Uh, they've expanded upon them. There's some really good merits and flaws of like 
oh, this would be really useful, or oh, this could be really dark. Nice. I love this. These are all like merits and flaws that are really good plot hooks, essentially, which is what I think a merit and flaw should be. Is like all these are just like plot hooks to give to your storyteller to be like, hurt me with these. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. They also have a section on playing ghouls and mortals. We have done a, our first ghouls episode, um, but we might do an episode on actually playing as ghouls or an episode on, you know, playing as mortals, not hunters, but mortals in this game. I think that could be interesting, oh, but I yeah. believe those sections are basically reprints from the v5 companion from pretty what much. i saw yeah pretty much uh like hey the stuff that was in here is now in a book yeah um and then what i thought sarah would be really excited about to do episodes about um they actually have a whole section on projects like how mm -hmm. to run long-term projects so if say your character isn't trying to do something that's not just a single dice roll or two like mm -hmm. i want to i think the example specifically is i want to become the whip of the city um that's gonna take a little more work than i'd like to go get a bagel um it's yeah how, so it's how you plan like i don't know keeping that bagel down might be a oh, i didn't say anything about keeping it down <laughs> baby yeah, um, you just said getting the bagel they didn't say what the use of the bagel was all right yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Um, see what you do is you take the bagel and you tie it on a string put it on the end of a stick and this is how you trap door somebody yeah yes. yeah that's <laughs> you use the cartoon hobo method of eating yes. um yeah, there's also a just float by their nose <laughs> in the air all the mm -hmm. way to you. Um, there's also a expanded section on touchstones. Yes. Um, which we we haven't done a touchstones episode, mm -mm. have we? Not particularly, no. Um uh, just kind of went over it as a concept. But uh yeah. Uh my my rough plans, a little behind the scenes uh, thing for the listeners. Hello. Um Howdy. Howdy. Uh magic basics, which we'll cover like thaumaturgy then blood alchemy rituals all that kind of shit uh is in the works also uh planning on doing a deep dive into that free splat they gave on expanded combat rules and also a projects episode is in the works so cool yeah so that ha i was kind of half trying to wait until this guide was out to get those really cranked out because i wanted to make sure i had the full context yeah there's no reason to have to make an updated episode a month after so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I just feel like that would be kind of uh, screwing over the listeners being like, yeah, I wrote this episode. It's kind of half empty because I don't have all of my notes yet. So uh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, and then another, the final thing along these lines, too, that I thought was really interesting, but we should probably do an episode before I even touch it, mm -hmm. is there's a lot of new information on coterie types mm -hmm. and coterie rules and... I know we've done that a little bit, but yeah, we did the uh, the core book uh, coteries stuff. I think having a hey, so we have more information on coteries and whatnot. So we're probably gonna do a coteries part two. From my reading of it, it's all new and more complex coterie rules than what was there previously. Mm -hmm. um, so even I, at a glance at it, need to take another read or two at it to really get what it was doing. So yeah, so there'll probably be a coteries part two in the pipeline. Yeah. And research on Nosferatu's on the uh, on the plate. Yep. I also have another episode in the work as well with some more freebie stuff that came out at some point. You guys haven't bought me my tub pool yet, or my, we, my corn tub yet, yeah, so, so we, we I got, don't have an episode for you, unfortunately. Yeah, if you want to see Skipper get his middies out in a fishnet whilst also consuming <laughs> corn and answering fan questions, check out our Patreon. We have a joke tier for that. I will uh, start a Twitch for it. Unfortunately, oh. you guys wanted me to change it to a goal. It is a goal. But uh, 
Patreon is getting rid of goals. So <gasps> damn it! So it will oh, become really? a tier. Yeah. So there, it's already a thousand dollar tier, and it's just gonna stay there. It's no longer a goal. It has to be. Patreon said the second we put that up, Patreon was like, "No, no, no, sir. <laughs> no, no. Skipper's Skipper's chest is too powerful. We have to n- nerf this." Yes. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm like God's object- not ready. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, like, objectifying you and basically digitally putting you on the street corner yeah. for the show. I and, mean, if I get a hot tub out of it. Like, I mean, you know, that's fair. No, I'll get a hot tub. It's my, I'm, look, I'm the only one with a yard. It is my hot tub. We're just keeping it in your yard. I have a back that's garden. That's $1,000. I have you, a back garden. I have rent. room. I could put it there. It's just I pay rent, so I will have to move it again. But, you know, <laughs> I have space for it, technically. I have I, a bathroom. <laughs> Anyway, uh, if you don't want to pay $1,000 to buy us a corn tub, but you do like what you're hearing and you'd like to support us, uh, we do have a bunch of different tiers. So it's a $5 basic support tier. gets you into our special Discord uh, Patreon chat, which is a special room inside of our free open to the public Discord. Um, you get Discord title with all of these. Uh, you also get things like voting on polls, what we do in episodes. Uh, we're putting together a show notes and resources Bible right now. Um, we have a tier that gets you character sketches by Sarah for 25 bucks. You get a black and white sketch. You do that for a year. You'll get a full color little like, drawing. Yeah, we can we can discuss the deets on that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a hundred dollar blood tier. So, you know, go check us out on Patreon. I, I've slowly I've had a uh, a goodie box for this tier that I've just slowly been adding to as it sits there. It's a little unhinged now. And I don't know what's in it. Um, uh, me I've, neither. I've told no one. I've bled into things for projects before, but I don't know if that blood has gotten there. Don't worry about it. Look, Same. don't send my blood to anybody. That sympathetic magic is I know. serious stuff. You can I... send someone something else and tell them it's my blood. I'm aware. Yeah. Anyway. The shifty eyes are not comforting. <laughs> anyway, we're also on Twitter at blank underscore bodies. We have a TikTok at blank bodies podcast. We have a Instagram and a Tumblr at blank bodies pod. Um, and Twitter, I'll be honest, that's where we post most of the time. Others are mostly me fucking around at this uh, point. Sarah's doing videos over on the TikTok. I, I took a bit of a hiatus on the TikTok because I have been going through personal shit. Uh, I'm sorry I've neglected that. Uh, but... I appreciate everybody that's been like kind and understanding and being supportive of me going through the ringers. And I'm hoping uh, I'll get back onto that pony show before the government bans the fucking app. So <laughs> if not, well, you know, we'll find another um, soon to be banned app. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, I also do interviews. I'm looking to start doing a couple of those more soon. So if you're interested in coming on the show and talking to me about your project, whether it's tabletop, uh, horror, music vampire related if you are a vampire if you um have been fed on by a vampire and want to tell me about your encounter um actually i would do a whole episode where i just talk to people um who have been fed upon uh, a blood doll interview i yeah. think would be kind of dope i'd like to be part of that let's do an art bell open lines night where it's just me answering calls from uh from the fed upon yes. uh, that just if t- Tweet at us and let us know if you want that as like a weird Twitch stream. That could be fun. That could be funny. I mean... But um, either way, I want to thank y'all for listening to us and hanging out with us and watching me flap. Well, not watching, but listening to us flap our gums. Just like that. Um, well, the Zamiti's getting out of hand. <laughs> yeah, we're running out of time. So good night and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>
So I have to get up and walk across the room to hit stop now. That's amazing. So there's now a little extra. My voice slowly fades. Uh, 